You're listening to the KCAC Beat. Now, introducing your host, Hans Nickel. Good morning and welcome to the KCAC Beat. My name is Hans Nickel, Assistant Commissioner for Operations here at the Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference. It is a beautiful Monday morning in Kansas, January 9th. 2023 we had a great weekend of women's basketball on saturday and we will review those results here in this podcast on the kcac beat as a reminder we have multiple other podcasts coming out today as well the men's basketball scoreboard and the news and notes podcasts all available on this feed both of those will be hosted by mark hoffheins but this is the women's basketball scoreboard podcast So without further ado, let's jump into the women's basketball scoreboard. This is the KCAC scoreboard. There were six games on tap on Saturday. We'll cover the results of all six games in KCAC women's basketball this finishing uh, the first not round of games, but after Saturday's games, everybody had played the same amount of conference games uh, as everyone has had one game date on the bye. Uh, But our first game that we'll look at is Oklahoma Wesleyan traveling to Sterling, Kansas to take on the Sterling College Warriors. This game was all Warriors who win this one 87 to 47, jump out 22 to 4 in the first quarter. No ties, no lead changes in this one. Largest lead uh, being 40 for Sterling, which is the final margin of victory. The Warriors and Oklahoma Wesleyan shoot a similar number of shots. Oklahoma Wesleyan gets 60 field goals up, Sterling 62 field goals up. Oklahoma Wesleyan 16 of 60, Sterling 31 of 62, Sterling 50% from the field, Oklahoma Wesleyan 27% from the field. Uh, From downtown, Oklahoma Wesleyan was 2 of 18, Sterling 3 of 11. From the free throw line, there was a big difference in shooting percentages. Oklahoma Wesleyan was 13 of 24 attempts. 54% as a team, Sterling 22 of 29 attempts, 76% as a team. Sterling wins the rebounding battle, 51 to 41 assists in favor of Sterling, 18 to 4, 17 Oklahoma Wesleyan turnovers turn into 18 Warrior points, 15 Sterling turnovers turn into 6 Eagle points, Second chance points in favor of Sterling, 12 to 7. Points in the paint in favor of Sterling, 28 to 20. And bench points in favor of Sterling, 31 to 16. Individual performances, one player in double figure scoring for Oklahoma Wesleyan. It was River Jeffrey. She had 14 points, two boards, one assist, and two blocks in 33 minutes of play. Leading scorer off of the bench for Oklahoma Wesleyan was Esperanza Graham. She had nine points, eight rebounds, one steal, one block in 12 minutes of play. Highly effective minutes by Graham uh, there. For Sterling, there were three players in double-figure scoring out of the starting lineup. Carson Schultz scored 18, had nine rebounds, four assists, one steal 
in 31 minutes. Taya Wilson scored 16, had eight rebounds, two steals, two blocks in 20 minutes of play. Leading Sterling in scoring off of the bench was Corinne Clausen. She had 19 points, two rebounds in 23 minutes of play as Sterling gets the home victory, 87 to. 47. Let's travel now to Hillsboro, Kansas, where Tabor College hosted Avila University. Tabor jumps out 12 to 8, and this one runs that first quarter uh, to a 69 to 31 victory. A lot of Blue Jays in this one with the largest lead building up to 40 at one point. Um, but Tabor gets the home victory again, 69 to 31, one tie, two lead changes all coming early in this contest. In terms of field goals, Tabor got 11 shot more shots off than Avila. Avila was 11 of 42, 26% from the field. Tabor, 25 of 53, 47%. Blue Jays shooting a lot of threes in this one and making a lot of threes. They go 9 of 20, 45% as a team from downtown. Avila, 4 of 9, 44% as a team. From the free throw line, Avila was 5 of 8, which is 63%. Tabor was 10 of 14, which is 71%. The Blue Jays win the rebounding battle, 38 to 26. Blue Jays win the assist battle, 16 to 5. 24 Avila turnovers turned into 27 Blue Jay points, where 18 Tabor turnovers turned into six Eagle points. Second chance points in favor of Tabor, 19 to 2. Bench points in favor of Tabor, 44 to 11. Individual performances uh, for Avila, no players in double figure scoring, leading the team in scoring was Hannah Smith. She had nine points, two rebounds, one steal in 23 minutes of play. Leading scorer off of the bench for Avila was Daisy Washington. She had four points, three rebounds in 22 minutes of play. A lot of scores for uh, Tabor. Only one player in double figure scoring that's coming off of the bench was Maddie McCoy. She scored 13, had three rebounds, an assist, and four steals. This really a team effort. Leading scorer out of the starting lineup was Cassidy Beam. She had nine points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal in 25 minutes of play. As let me count the number of Blue Jays that were in the game here. 17 different Blue Jays play in this one uh, with 13 different Blue Jays scoring. So really a team effort as Tabor gets the home victory, 69 to 31. We travel now to Leavenworth, Kansas, where the University of St. Mary Spires hosted the Ottawa University Braves, the home team. Again, with the victory here, rides an 18 to 12 second first quarter and a 31 to 14 second quarter to an 81 to 58 victory for the Spires this game. All Spires, no ties, no lead changes. Largest lead for St. Mary was 27 in the third quarter. Look at field goal uh, statistics here. St. Mary getting off more shots. Ottawa was 16 of 53, 30% as a team. St. Mary 30 of 61, 49% as a team. 
A lot of threes taken by the Spires in this one. And again, they made a lot of threes. The Spires were 13 of 34 from downtown. 38%. Ottawa was 2 of 13, 15%. Free throw line battle was definitely in favor of Ottawa, though, in this one, as Ottawa went 24 of 34, 71% as a team, where St. Mary only went 8 of 12, 67% as a team. St. Mary wins the rebounding battle 38 to 25, wins the assist battle 18 to 4. Both teams turned the ball over 20 times. Ottawa able to get 24 points off of those turnovers. St. Mary just 13 points off of those turnovers. Second chance points in favor of St. Mary, 5-4. to four. Points in the paint in favor of St. Mary, 32-20. Bench points in favor of Ottawa just slightly, 22-21. But it's the Spires that get the home victory. Individual performances, three Ottawa players in double figures. Uh, One of the leading scorers was Nicole Brown uh, out of the starting lineup, 13 points, eight rebounds, one block in 28 minutes. Also out of the starting lineup, Maria Moore scored 10, had two boards and six steals in 34 minutes of play. Uh, Also leading in scoring for Ottawa and coming off the bench was Sierra Brown. So the two Browns leading the team in scoring. Uh, Sierra had Brown had 13 points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal in 26 minutes of play. Three double-figure scores for St. Mary, all out of the starting lineup. Leading the team and the game in scoring was Jerrica Johnson. She scored 20, had four rebounds, one steal, and 31 minutes of play. Elenis Delgado, 18 points, seven boards, three assists, two steals, and 33 minutes of play. And Tania Sims, 10 points, four rebounds, two assists, in 22 minutes of play. Leading scorers off of the bench uh, for St. Mary tied at six points. Uh, Shelby Salter had six points, three boards, four assists, two steals, one block in 19 minutes. Rebecca Gilpin had six points, five boards, one assist in 10 minutes of play as St. Mary gets the home victory 81 to 58. Bethel College traveled to McPherson, Kansas to take on McPherson College on Saturday as well. And here we get a road team victory. Uh, McPherson wins the first or the first quarter is tied at 22-22. Then the second quarter, Bethel uses a 15 to 14 second quarter to uh, drive themselves to an 89 271 victory this game was back and forth uh, for a while before a 26 to 13 fourth quarter by Bethel put this game away there were 10 ties 11 lead changes in this one Bethel Uh, The winning team goes 33 of 66 from the field, shoots 50% as a team. McPherson outshoots in terms of field goals, gets 70 attempts, only makes 27 of those, shooting 39% as a team. From downtown, Bethel was 8 of 18, 44%. McPherson 6 of 14, 43%. From the free throw line, Bethel made 15 of 18, 83% as a team. McPherson 11 of 14, 79% as a team. McPherson won the rebounding battle 37-30. Assists were tied 12 apiece. 15 Bethel turnovers turned into 18 McPherson points, where 17 McPherson turnovers turned into 11 Bethel points. McPherson won the second chance points battle 15-9. Bethel won points in the paint 36-26. 
bench points in favor of McPherson, 28 to 13. Bethel's largest lead was 18. McPherson's largest lead was three. Looking at individual performances first for the Bulldogs. Three different Bulldogs in double-figure scoring. Leading the team in scoring was Deja Fanning. She had 13 points and 17 rebounds. A massive double-double by Fanning. Also added a steal in her 30 minutes of action. Also in the starting lineup, Madison Moses. 10 points, 2 rebounds, 1 block in 17 minutes of play. Off the bench, Summer Kirkman. 11 points. Two rebounds, two assists, one steal in 16 minutes of play for the Bulldogs. Bethel had four players in double-figure scoring, three of which surpassed the 20-point margin. Leading the game in scoring out of the starting lineup was Troy Lucas. 26 points, three rebounds, three assists, one steal in 29 minutes. Also in the starting lineup, Josie Stupe. 21 points, three boards, four assists, three steals in 31 minutes of play. And then in the starting lineup, Karen Yoder, 12 points, three steals in 33 minutes of play. Off of the bench, Jasmine Pete for Bethel, 30 or 23 points, nine rebounds, one assist in 23 minutes of play as Bethel goes on the road and gets the victory 89 to 71. Now we travel up to York, Nebraska, where Kansas Wesleyan University hit the road to play the York University Panthers. York jumps out early in this one, gets a 23-16 first quarter victory. Second quarter, though, in favor of Kansas Wesleyan, 25-13. York wins quarter number three, 20-18, but then Kansas Wesleyan puts it away in the fourth quarter, 22-19, winning the game 81 to 75. This game saw four ties and three lead changes. Largest lead for York was in the first quarter. Uh, They built it up to nine at that point. Largest lead for Kansas Wesleyan was 10 in the fourth quarter. And Kansas Wesleyan uses that fourth quarter to get the victory here. Uh, Field goal shooting heavily in favor. Well, not heavily in favor, but in favor of York. Here's they go 28 of 64, 44% as a team. Kansas Wesleyan goes 26 of 56, uh, gets eight fewer possessions, uh, but shoots 46% as a team. Uh, Both teams took 23s, a lot of threes in this one. Kansas Wesleyan made nine, 45% of the team as a team. York made eight. 40% as a team. There was a difference in free throws as Kansas Wesleyan made more free throws than York shot. Kansas Wesleyan was 20 of 25, 80% as a team. York 11 of 17, 65% as a team. Kansas Wesleyan wins the rebounding battle 38 to 32. Assist battle in favor of York 16 to 15. Turnovers, 21 turnovers by Kansas Wesleyan turned into 24 Panther points, while 15 York turnovers turned into 22 Coyote points. Second chance points in favor of Kansas Wesleyan, 9 to 7. Points in the paint was tied at 28 apiece. Bench points in favor of Kansas Wesleyan, 26 to 7. Looking at individual performances, three players in double figure scoring now all, all out of the starting lineup. For York, leading the game in scoring was Kira Piscina. 29 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals in 37 
minutes of play. Shauna Johnson scored 15, had five rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block in 28 minutes. Giannis Keith, the double-double, 12 points, 12 boards, five assists, two steals in 33 minutes. Leading scorer off of the bench for York was Lavana Wallace, had four points in six minutes of play. For the Coyotes, Five players in double figures scoring, four of them coming from the starting lineup. Leading the team was Kayla Hill, had 17 points, seven rebounds, one block in 27 minutes of play. Lamaya Ricks had 15 points, four boards, one assist, three steals in 35 minutes of play. Angel Lee had 11 points, three rebounds, three assists in 25 minutes of play. And then Catherine Bowman, also in the starting lineup, had 10 points, two boards, four assists in 29 minutes of play. Leading the Coyotes off the bench was Jill Stevens. She had 11 points, eight boards, one assist, two steals in 23 minutes of play. As Kansas Wesleyan goes on the road and gets the 81 to 75 victory. Our last game of the night was a doozy as Friends University traveled down to Winfield, Kansas to take on Southwestern College in a rivalry game. Southwestern jumps out early in this one, gets a 10 to 6 first quarter win. Friends able to turn the tables in the second quarter. A 13 to 4 friends advantage in the second quarter. And so it was a 19 to 14 game in favor of friends at the half. Third quarter in favor of friends 17 to 13. Fourth quarter. Well, these quarter numbers, or no, fourth quarter in favor of Southwestern, able to come back, wins the fourth quarter by nine, 20 to 11, and cuts into that nine-point Friends lead, and we head into overtime, where Friends is able to eke out the 13 to 10 overtime victory against the rival Southwestern. This game saw six ties, eight lead changes, largest lead for Southwestern was five. It came in the first quarter. Largest lead for friends was 11. Came early in the fourth quarter before Southwestern made its comeback. From the field, friends was 21 of 69, 30% as a team. Southwestern 19 of 62, 31% as a team. From downtown, a lot of threes taken. Four of 21 for friends, 19%. Southwestern was 10 of 25, 40% as a team. From the free throw line, friends was 14 of 27, 51, or sorry, 52% as a team. Southwestern was 9 of 13, 69% as a team. Southwestern wins the rebounding battle, 45 to 36. Friends wins the assist battle, 10 to 8. Turnovers, 17 friends turnovers turn into 20 Mound Builder points, 30 Southwestern turnovers turn into 19 Falcon points. Second chance points in favor of friends, 10 to 5. Points in the paint in favor of friends, 28 to 16. Bench points in favor of Southwestern, 25 to 13. Individual performances for the home team, Southwestern. Only one player in double figures that came off of the bench was Macy Pond. She led the game in scoring with 15 points, six boards, four assists, five steals, one block in 38 minutes of play. Out of the starting lineup, Denisha Anderson, Haven Matthews, 
both scoring nine points to lead the starters. Uh, Anderson, 9.7 boards, one assist, one steal, one block in 43 minutes. Matthews, nine points, two boards, two assists, two steals in 21 minutes of play. Another big stat out of the starting lineup, Deshonda Hunt. Just seven points, but 15 rebounds, nine of those defensive, six of those offensive in 41 minutes of play. For friends, two players in double-figure scoring. Leading the team was Mackenzie Shippey. She had 14 points, four boards, two assists, one steal, and 39 minutes of play. Bridget Busby, 13 points, four boards, two steals, and 34 minutes of play. Uh, also out of the starting lineup, Taylor Jackson scored just six, but had 12 rebounds, nine of those defensive, one assist, one steal, four, four blocks, and 36 minutes of play. Leading Falcon scorer off the bench was Jalen Johnson. Nine points, five rebounds, one assist, one steal, and 26 minutes of play as Friends goes on the road, gets the rivalry victory, uh, which was the final game on Saturday evening. So again, now every team has completed their first buy so everyone has the same number of conference games played at 10 let's take a look at those conference standings sterling leads the conference has a one game lead over bethany sterling at nine and one bethany at eight and two then for third place it is a three-way tie at seven and three between friends Tabor, and kansas wesleyan Two-way tie for sixth place, Ottawa and St. Mary at six and four. So you've got seven teams that are above 500 at this point and seven teams below 500 uh, all in conference play. Following St. Mary and Ottawa at 64 is McPherson and York, both at four and six. Bethel stands alone at three and seven. Then Oklahoma Wesleyan and Avila are tied at two and eight. Southwestern currently 0-10 in conference play. And that brings us to the end of the scoreboard. Let's go ahead and look at uh, games coming up. Before looking at those upcoming games, though, let's take a look at our current statistical leaders in the conference in points per game, rebounds per game, field goal percentage, and three-point percentage. Points per game, conference leaders currently Schultz from Sterling at 17.2. That's Honey from York at 15.5. Johnson from St. Mary at 14.9. Garner from Friends at 14.5. And Nicole Brown from Ottawa at 14.2. Rebounds per game, conference leaders Nicole Brown at 10.5, so currently averaging a double-double. Then it's Jackson from Friends at 9.3, Pete from Bethel at 8.7, Hunt from Southwestern at 8.4, and then Wilson from Sterling at 7.8. Field goal percentage, it's the Browns from Ottawa that are 1-2 and two in the conference. Nicole Brown, 57.9%. Sierra Brown, 55.4%. Then it's Hill from Kansas Wesleyan at 55.3%, Pete from Bethel at 53.3%, and Stuckey from Sterling, 52.5%. Three-point percentage leaders in the conference. Osterman leads the conference from Tabor at 48.5%. McCoy also from Tabor then at 47.4%. Then it's Jeffries from Oklahoma Wesleyan, 46.4%. Then Sierra Brown from Ottawa, 44.4%. And Ricks 
rounds out the top five from Kansas Wesleyan at 44.0%. Let's go ahead and look at games coming up on Wednesday. All of these are six o'clock starts all of them on the KCAC digital network, which you can find on the KCAC website, www.kcacsports.com. Let's look at first game of the night. Tabor College will hit the road to Bartlesville, Oklahoma, to take on Oklahoma Wesleyan University. York University will hit the road as well and travel to Kansas City, Missouri, to take on Avila University. Bethany travels to North Newton, Kansas to take on Bethel College. Sterling travels to Ottawa, Kansas to take on Ottawa University. And then Southwestern College hits the road to Salina to take on Kansas Wesleyan University. Those your six games on tap, sorry, five games on tap for Wednesday. Let me just check one more spot to make sure we're not missing a game. Coming up on Wednesday, the 15th. We are missing one currently on the statistics website here on Wednesday, the 11th, trying to get to the KCAC Sports website and get it to pull up, go into the schedule for women's basketball and scroll down to our next set of matchups. Lots of different places to get Information. McPherson College will hit the road and travel to Friends University in Wichita as well. That is your sixth game. Again, all of those six o'clock starts, all of them available on the KCAC digital network. Um, so make sure you tune in and catch those matchups. That brings us to the end of today's KCAC Women's Basketball Scoreboard Beat Podcast. Again, make sure you're catching our other podcasts out today as well. But for everyone here at the KCAC, I'm Hans Nichols saying thank you for listening and have a great day. You've been listening to the KCAC Beat. For more information on the KCAC, go to www.kcacsports.com.